Welcome back, guys, to the Bear Balance podcast. Um, This is just a little bit of a disclaimer before we get into this week's episode. Um, This week, I am sitting down with a friend. Her name is Riley. Um, But this week, it's a bit of a touchy subject for quite a few people. Um, We're going to be talking about... Uh, Riley's eating disorder and how she kind of overcame that and just some of her experiences um, with the fitness and the nutrition industry and how that can affect people in a negative way. Um, So if you are suffering from any sort of an eating disorder, binge eating, anorexia, bulimia, anything under that umbrella, um... I just want to warn you that this can be a very touchy subject for a lot of people. And if you are suffering, to please reach out. You have a community here with the Bear Balance, um, with Adriana and myself and with Riley, our guest today. And if you need any help of any sort, always feel free to reach out. Like We are here for you. You have family. You have friends. Just know that you're not alone. Um... Yeah, and we just want to see all of you thrive and live your life to the fullest. So just that little disclaimer, guys. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode because I know I really enjoyed my time with Riley. And thanks for listening, everybody. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Bear Balance Podcast. My name is Brittany. And I'm Adriana. And together we look at health and fitness from different backgrounds and explore how to live the ultimate balanced life in today's crazy world. Allowing you insight into our experiences and diving deep into topics that will get you on your way to living your healthiest and happiest balanced life. So tighten your pony and get ready for this journey with us. Welcome back, guys, to the Bear Balance Podcast. Today, I am here with Riley, and we are going to be talking about all sorts of fun things. Say hi. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Um, guys. So, I kind of, I did a disclaimer in my car about what we were going to be talking about today, just because I know this can be such a triggering subject for a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. Um but I definitely think this is important because it is a huge thing in the fitness industry, whether it's like binge eating or anorexia or bulimia, right? Like there's just so many forms of an eating disorder, but I feel like there's all sorts of like disordered eating in the fitness industry. Yes, absolutely. Especially with like prep and stuff. I feel like that, that causes a lot of people to fall into that mindset of Mm -hmm. restriction. But, um, yeah. So, okay, tell me a little bit. Let's tell everybody a little bit about yourself because I know, are you studying nutrition? Yes. So I'm at Brescia and I'm in my last year. I'm in nutrition and family studies. Okay. So after I finish, I want to go to teacher's college and I want to eventually hopefully become a high school foods and nutrition teacher oh I so think like that grade would be 11, great 12 yeah yeah so like targeting like adolescents and everything like yeah. that and I really want to make like an impact and like 
you know, talk about how it's normal for your body to change in those, um, like last puberty years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's my your ideal end goal. goal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So how about you start by telling us a little bit about your journey? Because I know that you have definitely gone through an eating disorder. I don't know a whole lot about your story. Um, I saw that you made a post the other day about did, it a yes. little bit. So why don't we start there? Like how, what was your mindset okay. like that? So I th- honestly, my entire childhood, I played a lot of sports. Uh, I was a national level gymnast. I played soccer and I, I never really paid attention to what I looked like. Like yeah. I was always, you know, like competing and everything. But I think gymnastics really kind of was triggering because you're in like a leotard the entire yeah. time, right? So you are constantly comparing yourself to other gymnasts. Yeah. However, my coaches were never like strict about your weight or like what you looked like. It was more yeah. so like for the sport. Yeah. So I don't think that really um, affected me that much. But when I quit gymnastics Mm -hmm. and like I went into high school and stuff like that and I started drinking and like not practicing as much as I used to, I started to gain a little bit of weight, but like, I didn't really pay much attention to it. Like it was totally fine. Yeah. And I think everything started when I was in my first year of university. Okay. So I went to Sioux college and um I was doing the RN program okay and I started getting into the gym and everything like that and then I joined the cheerleading team mm-hmm. and um wearing like the tight little like yeah, crop so top, crop top. skirt yeah and... and then I was like seeing other cheerleaders like on Instagram and I started creeping them they all had like abs and everything and I yeah. was like I really want abs right I was like I feel like I need to fit that part doesn't so, everybody want abs? <laughs> yeah. So, but it kind of like spiraled downwards after yeah. that, right? So, um, my second year, I decided I didn't want to go through with uh, nursing. Yeah. I wish I would have known that in the beginning. I don't. <laughs> so much debt. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so, from that, um, I decided I wanted to try out for the cheerleading team at Western. Oh, Because okay. my coach knew the head coach of the Western all-girl cheer team. So this, that summer I had like, honestly, my diet was so restrictive Mm. and I had specific like regimented meals. I worked like, um, um, an 830 to 430 job with a city that was like manual labor. Yeah. And I remember I would go to the gym in the morning and do like cardio. Yeah. And then I would work all day and I had like a Fitbit and I was so obsessed. I was like, I need to get like 15,000 like steps. I need to burn like 3,000, like 500 calories. calories. Like I was so like number fixated, right? Yeah. But at this time, like I thought this was like a healthy thing, right? I'm yeah. active. I'm eating healthy. But like my meals were like like a rice cake, a salad for like lunch. And and that was it. And like the salad, like I wasn't allowed to have too much fats. So I would use like the powdered peanut butter for like yeah. my rice cake. Like very restrictive. Yeah. And um, and did you put, like, you put those restrictions on yourself? Yes. You were like, I want abs, so I'm going to make sure I'm getting so many calories in and I'm only eating, like, these foods. Yeah, like, there okay. was off-limit foods, 100%. I also, um, so I would go to the gym after yeah. work, and then I also was playing soccer that summer. So, Sick, girl. 
So I would do <laughs> some days if I had soccer though, I wouldn't go to the gym in the morning. Yeah. I would just go to the gym after work and then I would go like straight to my soccer game. Yeah. And then after my soccer game, I wasn't allowed to eat anything. So I would yeah. have to go straight to bed. Yeah. And I was taking like, like, um, NyQuil or like gravel or melatonin. Like something. Yeah. Cause just, if you're not eating enough, like you I, have a hard time sleeping. Right? Exactly. So now so you're I was having to like basically force like, yourself to sleep. Yeah. Like drugging myself to sleep. So again, I thought this was like a normal thing and I wasn't using my fitness pal then. Okay. I kind of was just like eating intuitively, but very limited. Yeah. And like, I started to notice like that summer I was just like, the pounds were just dropping. dropping. I was weighing myself all the time. And I would, if I went out with friends for a night, I would go to the gym immediately after. Yeah. And I would have to like walk on the treadmill, like, uh, on high incline until I burned like 800 calories because I felt like immediately I had to work it all off. Right. Yeah. So that was bad. But, um, then I came to Western and I was completely like by myself. Right. So I lived on my own. Every meal was up to me. I got to cook for myself. I had no one like forcing me to eat my parents weren't making me meals anymore so like yeah. I was completely like nobody in control. was watching you yeah exactly. isn't that the key <laughs> yeah like after my show I moved in my grandparents always go to Florida in November so my show was in November and then I moved into their house for two weeks post-show mm-hmm. oh my gosh I had the opposite effect like post-show I just wanted to eat everything, everything and yeah. nobody was there to watch me so I would just sit and eat and eat and eat because you were because I was alone yeah yeah right so I feel like that's the key like it's that independence that you get and if you're already like in the mindset to go exactly you go hard yeah absolutely (laughs) I've never honestly struggled with like binging yeah so I can't imagine how that would be that would must be I feel like just filling that void with food I know right I was the complete opposite, and and if I did overeat, I ran to the gym. Yeah. And, like, my idea of overeating was, like, eating maybe, like, too much popcorn or, like, having a little bit too much ice cream. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, it was normal things, right? Yeah. But my, my headspace was so bad yeah. that I just had no idea. So, after that, it continued, and I, w- I went home for Thanksgiving, and, um... Everyone, like, noticed. They were, like, you're so small. Like, my dad yeah. gave me a hug, and he was, like, you're so tiny. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And then people were, like, are you eating? Like, I'm worried. And I'm, like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm eating. Like, I'm just super, like, I'm just eating super healthy. And, like, people I'm on like, a health journey. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. And people were, like, are you competing? And I'm, like, oh, God, no, I love food too much. And I'm, like, in my head thinking <laughs> back at that, I'm, like, dude, like, I could have, like, I could have competed. However, yeah. my mindset was, like, wasn't in that space, that space. right? Like. I you totally, were so leaned out. Yeah, exactly. But it was for all the wrong, wrong reasons, reasons and I was not doing it healthy. I was like, I, once I came here, I did download my fitness pal and I was eating like 800 calories. Yeah. Like my meals were disgusting. I wasn't allowed to eat fruit. No sugar. No sugar. Everything was no sugar added, which I mean is totally fine, fine. but it was like where I was at was just like, it was extremes yes it was yeah, too extreme just extremes yeah so um I remember it was February and at that point I kind of was like I need help yeah like I just I was getting so sick of it like everything I did like was affecting my relationships like yeah. I honestly like 
Connor, my boyfriend, I honestly have no idea how he stayed with me because he met me when I moved here, right? Yeah. And he stayed with me throughout the entire time. Like I remember one night we were making dinner and the recipe called for brown sugar in the stir fry. And I said, if you put that in, I'm not eating. I said, I refuse. I was like, we are not adding sugar. He's like, Riley, like, are you kidding? Like, it's like a tablespoon of sugar for the entire recipe. Like you are going to survive. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I won't eat. So... Yeah. I, yeah, like my libido was so low. low. I would be so low energy. Yeah, like, like I was eat. so cold all the, all the time. time. Yeah, it was really, really bad. And like I, I went to the walk-in clinic at Western and they took my BMI. And this is like a horrific, like horrible thing. Yeah, because I was B- going to, the next question for you is going to be asking like, if you're okay, like what was your end weight before you started the journey back out of that so I weighed 115 pounds and I'm 5'7 okay so that's really low really low however my BMI was like 18.2 okay so the doctor said you know like I don't think you have an eating disorder because your BMI doesn't it's not extremely low yeah however you have anxiety and depression yeah so That's like, you can't tell someone that they don't have an eating disorder just based on their BMI. No, honestly, I think BMIs are just a lot of bullshit. It is because I had a lot of muscle on me, right? So like, yeah, because like you also don't know my, what I do on a day-to-day basis. No, right. And the thing is, is that like, I am like naturally, I can put on a lot of muscle very easily. I'm just Mm -hmm. a very muscular individual. So if I got my, like I had my BMI taken like maybe a couple months ago when I had my physical done uh-huh. and I'm extremely overweight. That's which what is it not, says, which yes. is like a load exactly. of bullshit. Exactly. So I'm just like when people get their BMI done or like people obsess over the BMI, I'm like it's just bullshit. Like that has nothing yeah. to do with it. it. Well, it's so old too, right? I they know. don't have anything more advanced, and they it doesn't take into consideration like exercise muscle mass like it's just like your height versus your weight well yeah so it doesn't really it's not very accurate no so they put me on prozac which is like an anxiety depression medication (laughs) and sent me on my way oh good so now you think you don't have an eating disorder no i still knew something was wrong with me but at that time like i was like okay like i could still like continue this right so that that voice in my head was like like, oh "Oh, good totally fine and the medication is for people who have like binge eating disorders. A lot of people get prescribed that. Yep. So it restricts your appetite. Yes. It suppresses it. So now. So now I don't have an appetite at all. Yeah. So I got even skinnier. Yeah. So like I went in there trying to get help and I came out. <laughs> Just making it worse. Making it worse. Right. So um, that summer I stayed in London by myself to do um, summer school. Okay. And I was all alone in my house. And I remember Chem was not going well. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard, like, Chem 1301. Like, just, like, (laughs) not for me. Like, it ruined my life, but it's fine. So I was extremely stressed and overwhelmed. And I remember calling my mom. And, like, I wanted to take, like, my entire bottle of Prozac. Like, it was so bad. Like, I was just – I felt like – like, Prozac is known for triggering suicidal thoughts. Oh, even – Yes. Better. Yes. So being that low, I was at like such a, I was in such a bad place that I was like literally like considering it. I was like, like, I'm hopeless. Like I can't, I can't pass my chemistry. Yeah. I literally can't get over this stupid eating disorder. All I think about every freaking day. Calories. Yeah. So like just numbers. So 
it was so frustrating, right? So yeah. when I called my mom, she had to immediately drive down to London. Like, I'm from Sault Ste. Marie, so that's, yeah. like, a seven-hour drive. drive. And um, at that point, I think we went back to the doctors. I went and um, I went to a counselor. Then I started seeing a dietitian at Western, and I was going there, like, twice a week. And eventually, I kind of just, like, snapped out of it. Yeah. Like, I honestly think, like, the, like, the main person that helped me was Connor. Yeah. Like, he was such a, like, a good person to have because he would constantly be, like, he would, he would feed me. Like, yeah. I know that sounds weird, but, like, he would make but... me meals and stuff like that. And he would, he would calm me down. Like, he, to this day, he's the only person that can really calm down. Yeah. Calm me down and alleviate my anxiety. But, um, yeah. So, it was clearly a patient patient man <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. patience is like an understatement like he because i could deserve like a freaking gold star i could only imagine because dealing with, that. dealing with that because i remember like like i met my current boyfriend like two weeks before i started prep oh so god. i had already done like i started my off season in february and we met in august mm-hmm. and then my prep started in september So he was there for my entire prep and he was the only person who would be like, you know, babe, like you're getting really small. Right. And I was like, well, like, isn't small the best? Like small is the best. Like small is amazing. Like what are you talking about? Tiny. You just want to be. I just want to be so tiny. I want to pretty much be non-existent. Yeah. Literally. That (laughs) was like. And he was the only person who would be like well, I actually like you a bit bigger. Yeah. I honestly had no idea that typically males like girls who... Are like a toothpick. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's that's not true. That's not true. So, like, where where (laughs) in our lives did we hear that? that I know. I don't know. That you had to be this, like... Social media. Pretty much non-existent. Like all the models are, like, stick thin. Stick thin. Yeah. However, that is shifting. Yeah. Finally. But... What you went through is yeah. like kind of like prep is definitely similar to what I was doing. Yes. However, mine just prolonged for so long, long. right? Like how long is prep? How long did you go I that? did a 17 week prep. Holy, that's long. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was just so sick and tired of it. Like I binge ate for like hard for mm-hmm. probably a month. And then I was starting to get, like, it under control. But then I had, like, three or four vacations lined up. Yeah. So then it was, like, go on vacation. Everybody, like, binges on vacation. Yeah. Come home for two weeks. Okay. Try to get it under control again. Well, fuck, I'm back on vacation. Okay. Come home. Try to get yeah, it under control. And then you have that mentality, too. Oh, whatever. I'm on vacation. Whatever, you yeah. know. Which is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're, like, so Not when I finished prep I was 128 pounds which is like good right like all the other girls I was competing against were like 110 115 okay but like I said like I keep muscle on like I just I can't get rid of it it's very convenient (laughs) so I was 128 when I went on stage which is still like a really healthy weight because I'm only 5'5 Right, but then afterwards, like I naturally sit around like one thirty seven, one thirty eight, 
that's like me being like really healthy and lean. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of my binging, I was sitting at 155, 160. Oh my God. And I got from 128 to that in about like a month. Wow. So that's a lot of weight to put on in a really short period of time. It's because like you were like going through that restriction. I know. And then you tell yourself, you're like, peanut butter is bad for you. Do not eat the peanut butter. You will get fat if you eat the peanut butter. Such a bad headspace. It's like awful. It is. And it's hard to like snap yourself out of it. Yeah. It really is. And like at one point, like I did want to compete. Like even I think it was like two years ago, but I just don't think mentally I could handle yeah. that again. Yeah. I feel as though like you you really need to be stable in yes. order to compete. You need Absolutely. to be ready for that because it is so strenuous yeah. on not only your body, but your mental health. Absolutely. So, like, you gaining, like, that 30 pounds in a short period of time must have taken such a toll, right? Yeah. And you're constantly, like, fixated on that. Yeah. Whereas, like, in reality, it's it's not the end of the world. No. Nobody actually looks at you no. and says, wow, you're, you're gross. Like, what did you do to yourself? Nobody no. cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if you have abs. No. No. Nobody cares. Nobody Everyone cares. is doing their own thing. Absolutely. When you go to the gym, people are not really paying attention to you they are working on themselves right so I think that's where like I kind of shifted my mindset and I was like in reality this is such a selfish disorder for me to be so obsessed with myself and what I look like to the point where it's affecting my relationships with others yeah when you die nobody's gonna remember you for what you looked like in the physique that you carried no they're gonna remember your values who you were as a person, the impact you made on society, like those, those things, those right? Things, yeah. So I feel like shifting my mindset towards that really kind of helped me recover. Yeah. I mean, mind you, I'm not fully recovered by any means. Like no. there's still like times where like after the Christmas holidays, after oh, eating yeah. a lot, I feel like it's kind of normal for us to all feel like, oh, <laughs> like what did I do? Right. And like, I have like that voice yeah. trying to like constantly, come back. Yeah. Like the new year, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna give up this, like, Stuff like that, but at the same time, I feel like you see that so much on, like, social media, and people are like, oh, like, new year, new me, like, this is the year I lose 10 pounds, and it's like, I just kind of have to, like, ignore it, and just, like, breathe, and and in order to overcome that, because, like, I know that I'm in such a better place, and I never, I never want to go back to that, because, like, I was so... I was even more insecure then yeah. than I have ever been in my entire life. Yeah. And, like, I thought having that perfect, picture-perfect physique yeah. would make me extremely happy. But it did the polar opposite. Like, yeah. I was miserable. I lost friends. Yeah. I was cold. I cried myself to sleep most All days. I was mortified of going out for dinners. Yeah. Like, doing that, I, I would restrict myself all day. Yeah. All day I was allowed vegetables. That's it. Yeah. And then I would go out for dinner and I would eat way too much and then feel shitty. And then what would I do? I would restrict. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like a vicious cycle, right? Vicious cycle. Absolutely. I honestly think like over the holidays, these were like the first holidays that I've ever been like I I didn't overeat to the point where I felt sick Sick. and I wanted to like run to the gym. Yeah. Like 
if I didn't want to go to the gym, I didn't go to the gym. Yep. But that's because I had balanced meals throughout the day. Yeah. If I was hungry, I mm-hmm. ate something. And that's the key because people constantly post like what I eat in a day when I'm going out for dinner or something. And it's like focusing on like just protein and like vegetables. And it's like, yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if that's going to lead you to binging later on, then maybe that's not the best thing for you. I know. Yeah. People need to start realizing what's good for them and stop comparing themselves to other other people people. yeah I know right and just like yeah like I just remember like hearing from my coach that like I wasn't going to be as necessarily lean as some of the other girls just because I hold on to muscle so so much which is super triggering right so I just remember her like hearing like okay like we're gonna have to push you extra hard we're gonna have to cut calories like way more I'm gonna have to give you extra cardio just because your body type holds on to muscle so if you want to be able to compete with these girls like you're gonna have to do that Mm -hmm. right and I'm extremely competitive yeah so it was just like all right whatever like if I have like near the end I cut like we cut out everything really like at the end I would eat four meals a day that were three cups of lettuce to 3.5 ounces of ground turkey with a table like half a teaspoon of salt half a teaspoon of pepper and apple cider vinegar that's what I was eating oh my god lettuce turkey salt and pepper apple cider vinegar apple cider vinegar is a natural diuretic right yeah. So it just makes you pee and it just makes you like your metabolism speed up. So, and I would have that four times a day. And then I would have another meal that was like one fourth of a cup of rice to 3.5 ounces of ground turkey to half a cup of like cauliflower. Those would be the other two Brit. meals. Oh my God. And the fact that I still remember like exactly what the you exact were ounces to like measurements of everything. Like, and was this how many preps have you done? Just one. one. So, this is honestly, that's exactly why you're binging after. Oh, yeah. You had such specific <laughs> meals and you were like so restrictive. Oh, yeah. Which is like the downfall of prep, honestly. Yeah. Like, that must be such a challenge if I you know. if you do prep again are you gonna do it the so same the thing way is or? is that like for example like I have another friend who would do prep right but so you can either do prep two ways you can either your coach gives you like your fat like how many grams of fat you're yeah, allowed to sure, have like to your carve macros, your yeah. macros right and then you can fill those macros however, you, however want. you want right so for example she was doing still like half a cup of frozen yogurt two weeks before her show right yeah right so I mean if you're doing it that way it's less mentally straining yeah but how her physique turned out was not nearly as great as what my physique turned out yeah absolutely you know those and my energy levels were still better than hers because because she's having those simple carbs right where I'm like that's the that's the issue with like the if it fits your macros yes because yeah you can eat like shit and stay lean stay lean but you're not gonna feel great now right so where the coach that I chose like my mom competes as well okay so we had the same coach right yeah 
And she specifically tells you where your carbs are coming from, where your fats are coming from. Like she breaks everything down for you. She tells you exactly what you're eating and you can check in with her all the time. The other thing was, is that while I was on prep, I felt mentally completely fine. It's amazing. It so was like the post prep. it was just the post prep that I went fucking crazy. But so it was also your first prep. Prep. Yeah. Right. So I feel as though like, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot right. Your body. The it's other shocking. thing is, your is that like, that. you're supposed to go on like a post prep diet immediately afterwards yeah, a and a reverse diet and you slowly start introducing things back into your system yeah i did not do that it's fair she literally gave it to me and my i was one like friend, Fuck it. my one friend did the same thing <laughs> yeah so uh, like i get asked all the time if i would do another prep and i would consider doing another prep just because i think like now i'm in a much better mental state yeah. i think if i went into it I would just do the prep. I wouldn't do the off-season, then the prep. Because in total, with my off-season and prep, it was 43 weeks. So much. Which is a long time, right? That's a full pregnancy. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So I think I would just do, like, the 17 or 18-week, like, prep, just the lean-out phase. Um, And I would be ready for that post like the reverse diet like I would have everything meal prepped ready to go so that I would literally do my show have my burger or whatever afterwards and then I didn't have to cook the next morning like all the meals are already made yeah ready to go and I did not do that plus I was alone which is which is just like I feel like that is like a key component of it it really is is being by yourself yeah that definitely takes a toll because you have no one that's like watching you exactly you're like, I can fuck myself over. Woo-woo. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I would I would do freaking like exercises in my bedroom yeah. when nobody was home. I would like if I ate something, I would like run around my house. Oh my god. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Just do whatever you could to like yeah. get rid of the extra yeah. calories that you had. Exactly. So basically, if you really think about it, like I was basically on prep for like from probably June to that it fall like probably about a year and a half. Yeah. Like that's basically how like that's how bad it was. Yeah. And now I don't I don't think I could ever ever compete. No. It's not for everyone. It is, it, not, it is not for, for everybody. everybody. And that's like that's a great point to make because yeah. a lot of people get into the fitness industry and they see people competing. Yeah. And that's their that's their goal. That's their goal. Right? But a, a lot people need to understand that um, fitness doesn't need to be just for competing. No. It, you can work out for whatever reasons that yeah. you want to. Like, I love working out for, like, my mental health. Yes. And to feel good. good. And for, like, long-term health. Yeah. Right? To keep myself young, to prevent yeah. osteoporosis in the future. Like, yeah. stuff like that. Well, and, like, that's kind of my goals right now. Like, I'm still trying to work off some of that weight that I put yeah. on. So I would ideally like to drop probably another, like, five pounds. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the same time, like, my new goals right now are to just be able, like, just be healthy. Right? Like, I want to be able. Weight loss and being healthy don't really align. align. But losing weight at the same time, I feel like now it's 
kind of, I don't know how to explain this. You know how people are constantly posting like, yeah, like you can look whatever way you want. Yes. Right? Like they're kind of preaching that yes. you don't need to lose weight. Yes. However, it still is okay. Yeah. It's still, oh, if, if that's your goal, that's amazing. Yeah. But no, like people can't shame you. No. Right? And I feel like that's happening a lot now on social media. Yeah. And I see a lot of like posts about it. But um, so yeah, if your goal is to lose weight, yeah, that's great. If your goal is to be well, healthy, and like that's the that's thing, great. like the only reason why I say I want to lose another five pounds is because I know where I was when I was five pounds later. My energy was better. Yeah. I slept better. Like, and I my endurance was just a lot better yeah, than it is now. Absolutely. Right. So it's like, also the winter. So like your body kind of just oh, I know. automatically <laughs> does because we gotta like keep warm, right? Yeah. So like, but like my five pounds, like I don't expect to lose it until like September. Like yeah. I, that, those are months yeah. to just drop five, five pounds. pounds. Yeah, exactly. Because if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right, and yeah. that doesn't mean like hours and hours of cardio. Mm. That doesn't mean hours and hours of hit. Yeah. I'm not going to. Like, if my boyfriend asks to go out to dinner, I'm not going to say no. no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that the biggest thing? <laughs> yes. The like, amount of no. things. My entire first year, I missed out on so much. I didn't even yeah. go out for homecoming. I didn't do anything. No. Everyone was like, let's go out. I was like, yeah, no, no. I can't. I can't. I, no. I would never. Because no. added calories. Oh, and yeah. now, ask me to go for ice cream. I, fuck. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and it's yes. those five pounds like I honestly maybe I could be 10 pounds five pounds lighter yeah but I'd rather enjoy my life yeah. because I've been in such a restrictive state for so long, long that like I feel as though if I start doing that and I have those goals I'll just yeah. fall backwards like I don't think I can do that healthily yet no no when how long has it been since you've gotten to like a healthy point I feel like it just kind of has gotten better each year Okay. Like, I wouldn't say, so, this was second year. Second year, I was still pretty bad. Okay. Like, I mean, I was eating more. Yeah. But, like, I still was restricting certain things. Like, I had a lot of, like, fear foods that I had to overcome. Like, like apples. Mortified of apples. Why? Why was I scared of an apple? I don't know. Um, What else was I scared of? Pizza. I was scared of pizza. I was scared of pasta. I was only allowed to have zucchini noodles or spaghetti yeah. squash, which are which fabulous. And I still have now, but I add pasta to it. Yeah. But I was never allowed to have pasta. Well, it's the carbs. Yeah. People it, have a huge fear around carbs and fats. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which I don't know why, because carbs are great and they're great. your brain's main source of energy. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so don't give those up. But I was scared of so many things and... Over over the years, I feel as though, like, if I was out somewhere and they were around me, I would just kind of, like, eat them. Yeah. I would force myself. Force yourself to do Yeah, it. and I was like, these aren't going to make you fat. And yeah. the more I ate them, the better it got. Yes, and right. I just wouldn't fear them. So, yeah. just, like, every year has gotten better. Yeah, like, I've yeah. just been really, like, working on it. And I think just being around such positive people has really helped. It makes a huge exactly. difference. Exactly, and having, like amazing friends is yeah. key and honestly I think joining F45 mm-hmm. has like helped my mental health so much because like I love that aspect and I love yeah. the energy and the people around me yeah and I feel as though like everyone is just so so positive you know and supportive yeah so 
that has really helped. And I also found like my hunger levels have just like gotten extremely high. Yeah. And I lost my hunger cues when I had my eating disorder. Yeah. Like I just was not hungry at all. Yeah. Right. So that helped my hunger levels like last year. And I would, and it's nice to like have them back, yeah. you know, and to know what true hunger is because yeah. at one point I was just eating to eat. Eat. Yeah. Right. I was like, I need to eat, but I'm not, I don't even know if I'm hungry. I know. Right. So now it's nice to have that back. Um, and not being scared of foods. Yeah. Is so nice. Like, wow. Like eating. Well, just being able to like live your life. life, Right. Like I remember like going out for dinner with my family and I would have to go through, okay, well I can't eat this. It's over 300 cows. Okay. Can't have that. It's over 300 cows. And you end up with a salad with like a balsamic dressing and you just and chicken and you're like wow this sucks <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah and one thing that still kind of triggers me is calories on menus yeah i understand the purpose behind it oh, but yeah. sometimes to this day i'll find myself going out for breakfast or going out for dinner lunch whatever it whatever it is yeah and i'll i'll want something i'll be like oh like i'm really craving this and then i'll look at the menu and i'll see the calories and i'm like I'm like, well, like you have to take a deep I, breath. Yeah, and I'm like, and I you can't. have to be like, okay. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, and it's like the portions are huge. Oh yeah, right. Like the portion, portion sizes. Massive. Yeah, exactly. So I have to kind of like walk myself through it. It's yeah. like, yes, this might say it's one thousand five hundred calories, but is that are you gonna eat it all? Most mm-hmm. likely not. If you do, is your body is going to react? Yeah, because. Our bodies are very smart, and yes. if you overeat, you're going to produce more heat because that's a thermogenic effect of food. So um, I have to kind of, like, rationalize with myself, yes. but I've gotten a lot better at that. Well, and so. I feel like because you're in the nutrition program, now you're maybe getting, like, an education on how the body uses food and, like, yeah. how well, smart it is. Yeah, see, but at one point when I – Yeah. It kind of, like, was it did the opposite. Yeah. Like, I, I learned about, like, eating disorders and everything, and then I, like, learned about different foods and, like, how to count, like, calories and, like – so those numbers were triggering in first yes. year. But I also was in, like, a bad headspace. So I don't think it was, like, being in nutrition because I – went into that program yeah already with a yeah. mental illness right yeah so but yeah it definitely has benefited me learning about like how your body works and yeah how it digests and like like different oh don't different diets and stuff and how like how they just they don't affect, work yes you know but yeah that's a whole other topic a whole for a whole different day. Different day. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I just finished reading a book. It's called Roar by Stacy. She's a doctor, but she specializes in female physiology. So how the female body like uses, for example, like leucine and proteins, Mm -hmm. like how females digest that versus Versus males. Yeah. Right. And how like we need more of it versus them because we have estrogen and progesterone. Yeah. Or did you learn about how like... I would always question why I was so ravenously hungry like a week before my period. period. But then it's like the shift in hormones and yes. learning about that. I'm like, this is so oh. normal. It normalizes your Normalizes thoughts. everything, right? right? And she, so you definitely are going to want to read this book. It's amazing. And she goes through like, okay, like puberty, mm-hmm. how those hormones affect you. Okay, so this is how you should be eating for your physiology, yeah. for your best living. 
Okay. Yeah. And then she goes through pregnancy, how your hormones change for pregnancy, yeah. how you should be eating for that, for not you, but for somebody else and how. Yeah. I to took a eat. whole course on like nutrition through the life yeah. cycle and it's so- my one friend was pregnant at the time and I was like spamming her. I'm like, make sure you get make enough sure of this. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you're supplementing fully, like just yeah. constantly, which is so funny. And it's it's interesting. It's and I so feel like that's a book that everyone should read, read. because we are all, well, females. Females. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Because if we're going to be carrying children, that's super important, important. to be healthy <laughs> and like working out when you're pregnant. Well, so important. And I know like so many people who are terrified of working out while they're pregnant oh my god it's you can it's like, so it's, it's fine so fine and it is so, so necessary and it it helps your labor absolutely you won't have as like you won't have you won't have <laughs> you won't have as big like has oh my god you won't have as much pain in yes. your labor that's what i'm trying to say it'll right? be a lot less like you a lot less taxing yes yeah right? because you're already like your endurance yeah for that is already better yeah right exactly as, like, exactly yeah and then she also goes into like perimenopause and postmenopause uh-huh. and like how to deal with those oh, changes god, i don't even want to think about that yet <sighs> i feel like i have honestly been gypped my entire life like nobody tells you jack shit no no, absolutely. Like not. I thought my period, I thought puberty was bad. Like I don't even want to know what's <laughs> know. gonna happen when I, I get know. to that. My mom is like, well, she's. I think she's pretty much done. Okay. But just like the hell that she went through, like being female is hard. It's hard, yeah. Because my hard. mom's perimenopause right now, so she's just starting to get the symptoms. Does she get like night sweats? Is yes. Like, yeah. Night sweats. She'll be sitting at the couch and all of a sudden she gets up and puts like ice cubes in her bra. I'm like, oh, I don't want that. Oh no. Yeah. Right? We are like super, super women. I'm like, fucking damn it. I'm going to have to go out there. Like, because like my like hormone cycle already through puberty was like shit. Uh-huh. Like I was that person who would have to skip the first two days of school because I was at home throwing up with like cold sweats and like couldn't eat and then like day two I ate everything but then I would throw it all up and then like everything that could go wrong for a period went wrong for the first eight years so I'm like I am just getting it under control now what did you do there's nothing you can do are you did you start taking like birth so I started taking birth control so I got my period when I was really young I was in grade six so I was that's like 12 I think I was 11, so it was, like, the beginning of grade 6 I got it. Oh, my God. So I was 11 when I got my period. I finally started to calm down when I was 20. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Each month, you poor thing. So uh, I remember, like, and there's just, there's not much you can do, right? Like, I was just sitting at home. My mom would give me, like, my doll, a heating pad, and just, like, whatever I needed. But, like, there's just nothing you can do. Right? So I put myself on birth control when I was 17. The first time I went on to it, it had the complete opposite effect. I had my period for three months. Like, I just didn't stop bleeding for uh-huh. three months. Then people started they started getting worried that I was going to become, like, anemic. Yeah. Right? Like, low blood so iron. Blood. And then the other thing is, is that my periods are so heavy. Yeah. So you're... So, like, and just, like, put this is kind of, like, 
you know, TMI, but it would be like a super tampon would last maybe two hours. Oh my God. Maybe. I honestly couldn't <laughs> imagine. So like, that's what it was like from like 11. So like for 10 years. So I can't, I don't even want to know what your menopause is going to be What my like. menopause is going to be like, just bless whoever is with me at that time. Honestly, though, putting up with you, it'll, you'll have like a special man. That'll he, really test your, he, that'll test really your test the marriage. <laughs> like, uh, wow. Yeah. 10 years of hell. Yeah. So that's why like now I'm just so interested about like female hormones and like how to eat to control hormones yeah absolutely i feel like like, which is key and honestly ever since like i've overcame my eating disorder well partially i can't really say i'm fully recovered but i have emphasized on like eating to like fuel my body like yes and eating like whole foods rather than like all that sugar-free like bullshit that was making you feel like shit Shit. right and it also takes a toll in your mood yeah helps your helps your periods which is key and and it'll help like in the future and so shifting that too because i you you see so many people that are like influencers and they post like their full days of eating and they're eating like i sometimes i watch them and they're not even eating a single vegetable i know and like okay some days you might go a full day without vegetables but if you're that's a day-to-day basis and you're eating, like, red meat every single day. Yeah. Like, red meat and white rice every single day. And, like, not incorporating any, like, greens. Fruits, vegetables. Yeah. Like... And, and we need to stop demonizing freaking fruit. It's so yeah. good. And so good for you. Full of antioxidants. Oh, yeah. Which is going to fight off free radicals. Yes. Like, prevent cancer. Like, I that's know. key. So, that is great. Yeah. That you brought that up. Because... Yeah. It will help your hormones 100%. Oh, absolutely. It's a good food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just think, like, it's important for women especially because, like, yes, I'm not even, like, men get, like, they can have eating disorders. They can, absolutely, they can. They yes. can, like, you know, they still have, like, influencers sure. who are posting, like, shirtless pics and the abs and the yeah. pecs and yeah. the biceps. Like, that is definitely a thing for men. But for women, if you tell a woman that she can only have these foods, you're not just fucking with her, like, mentally. You're fucking with her hormones. Yeah. Okay? And those hormones are only going to add to the mental distress because now you're dealing with chemicals within the body. And... And when your cortisol levels are high, like, that's a whole different thing of problems and like the thing was is that like in this book she goes through and she like describes you know like if you take a male competitor and he doesn't do as well in his triathlon he's gonna blame it on the weather he's gonna blame it on the bike he's gonna blame it on you know um what he packed to have while he was on his race whatever he's gonna not necessarily blame himself, but he'll blame a lot of external things that he can change yeah. and do better. If you take a female competitor, blame himself. she's going to blame herself. Yeah. And that is just a natural, like, that's just how our brains work. Yeah, exactly. It's right? subconscious. It's just, yeah. So, you know, you can tell a man, like, you know, you don't look good because you don't have pecs. But if he is mentally strong enough to say, well, fuck it, like, 
my girlfriend or my significant other still appreciates me for who I am, then fuck it. I can have my keg belly and who gives a fuck? That's honestly so true that you point that out. You tell a woman that she's fat. Done. 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 Everything is her fault. She's no longer a good mother. She's no longer a good sister. She's no longer like... She's yeah. no longer good at anything. Yeah. That is honestly so I, I totally forgot to bring this up. I was at the gym. Okay. And this was the summer before I came to Western. So like the summer I had been like restricting myself to yeah. no end. I was at the gym and I walked by this guy. This was in my hometown and this guy's a total jerk and he mooed at me. He literally mooed at me and I I've never been like fat by any, any means. means at all and I was like that was just the most triggering thing Tipping and point. mind you if I was actually who knows if if I was even in a strong headspace that still probably would have took a toll on me but yeah this oh I couldn't even imagine no I was literally like I was like I'm done like I just kept I restricted myself even more and it just kind of like escalated yeah. and I think that was one of the most triggering things yeah that was definitely a big event in fuck moves at somebody see yeah i know and that's just disgusting yeah and like like the audacity of you who are you <laughs> who to are say you that to someone like to do that especially in like a gym environment you're working out to better yourself and like maybe i'm working out for to get stronger maybe at that time i was working out to like lose weight yeah and you and you moo at someone yeah that's not going to make them want to come back to the gym, gym at all. At all. I or mean, I totally knew that he was the- a jackass, so I did go back and I was like, "Screw you." Yeah. And but like, still. Yeah. Right. So yeah, people need to be and, very like, that's cautious. Thing, like, you know, starting in the new year, obviously there's an influx of new people at the gym. At the gym. Yeah. Okay. So, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm looking at people. I'm like, "What the fuck are you actually doing?" Okay, fair. (laughs) But I'm never going to say anything. And on top of it, like if you make it past the first month, two months of going, I know you're committed. Exactly. And honestly, even if I see someone that's at the gym and I can tell that they're new and they're doing something wrong, I would I'll go up to them yeah. because I know when I was new at the gym yeah. I totally appreciated everything Absolutely. hey Riley like you should try doing this, this instead or like and I was like oh wow like Thanks. thank you yeah and they'll appreciate that Absolutely. as opposed to like just being an asshole yeah and like yeah maybe the gym's a little bit busier but like Who fucking cares? I love seeing new faces at the gym like yeah. I work at good life i yeah the more the merrier and like yeah it's a it's a busy gym but that means that you guys all want to better yourselves exactly right which is right amazing like I have for the people who actually stick it out because there's always that influx of people they last six weeks and then they fall off the wagon yeah absolutely that's so that's there are just there's always going to be that a handful of people who do that but for the people who I see coming back week eight week nine like, I always step in and, like, hey, you know what? When you're doing your tricep extensions, like, try doing it this way and focusing, like, in your mind, like, envisioning this muscle. Yeah. You're going to see, like... Better results. Better results. That yeah. way you're not going to hurt yourself. Like, yeah. if you have any questions, like, we're all a big yeah. family here. Just Which is like, key. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, I don't know. I just, like... Oh, this was such a good little talk. <laughs> it was. I mean, we had a lot of tangents. We did. But, like, that's fine. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going to get a lot of out of this 
Well, yeah, because I feel like we all, as females, have our fair share of insecurities. And I feel like everybody has had some form of disordered eating. Yeah, because it's One way or the other. Exactly. And even now, like... I was browsing through TikTok. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have that app. It's it's really dumb. And I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I see people posting, like, um, fast metabolism check or something like that. Or they're posting, like, what it. I eat in a day. And it's, like, nothing. Yeah. And I'm, like, that's triggering to, like, everyone. Well, and the thing is, is that if you're going to, like... I had this conversation with my boyfriend the other day. And he was, like, if you're going to post something... You have to understand that even if you're not a quote-unquote influencer, you have the potential to influence someone. someone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you always need to be mindful of what you post. What you share, what you say. Exactly, because you don't know what people are going through. No. Yeah, and like posting, like, if you're posting a full day of eating, and it's a very restricted full day of eating... You could be telling a 13-year-old that that's how exactly. you eat. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people are literally eating like 1,200 calories and that's the amount a toddler is supposed to eat. Sweet. Right? Yeah. So it's like, why are you sharing this? Yeah. I mean, they're clearly in a bad headspace themselves, but like, I just wish that in 2020, <laughs> we could just overcome that Yeah. and we can all just remember that food is fuel. Yeah. Right? Just eat whole foods incorporate a balanced meal of carbs proteins fats and micronutrients yeah and you're not gonna get fat you're not gonna get fat you are not and you know what our basal metabolic rates are like 1600 calories like without doing anything (laughs) Anything. that's literally like me laying limp all day long all day and that's not taking into account like fidgeting so yeah women need like 2200 calories yeah. A day. A day. To keep us functioning. Mm-hmm. To prevent us from losing our periods, getting yeah. amenorrhea, yeah. which is going to affect your reproduction system in the future. So, like, yeah. people need to think of these long-term effects as opposed to, like, right now. I know. Well, and that's the other thing, right? Like, you have to understand, like, that whole, like, part that, like, you are designed to reproduce. Produce. Like, you're exactly. designed, like, as a woman, you are designed to carry a child. Exactly. Okay? Whether you decide to do that or not, that's your own personal choice. But That's, if that is a goal that you would like to achieve, you, then you have to treat your reproductive system with respect. Amen. Otherwise, amen. it is going to fuck exactly. you over. And right? that's why people need to normalize not being a stick because women should not ever no. be a stick. No. That is not sustainable. Like and you have to like your hips are yes, hips. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we that, just talk about hips? Yes. That was one thing when I started getting hips. I was like, oh my God. I was I was dead. I know. I was like, oh my God, these need to go away. <gasps> and like even now, like I have like bigger hips, like hip dips. Hip dips. We all on. have them. Oh fuck yes. We're all human. Yeah. So that's normal. And I would just like hate them. Like even wearing jeans sometimes now, I'm like, ugh, my <gasps> hips. My hips. But like it's but, normal. Like, you have to understand your really? hips are there for a, a reason. reason. Okay, like everything about your female anatomy is there for for a reason. reason. Exactly. And that's like one of the main reasons why I want to teach adolescence. Yeah. Because that's when they're going through those changes. Yeah. And I want to normalize them. Absolutely. Because like that's like a lot of times when people fall into like eating disorders Mm -hmm. because their friend hasn't gone through that and they're going through that and they're trying to like prevent themselves, right? So they restrict themselves. So like 
I, I just wish that like this was more this was talked about more because it's so yeah it's such an important thing yes. for us to understand and I feel as though like I mean I guess it's kind of like the media has like kind of like made us seem that we shouldn't have these things yeah but which that like are normal so normal like I always uh, think back like, like and now I'm like oh photoshop like oh you know like I know but like I always think back like if I was to go, like, if my ancestors from, like, hundreds and hundreds of years ago were to, like, come in today and see this shit, they'd be like, what is going on? What are you fucking talking about? Like, my husband wouldn't even consider me as a partner if I didn't have hips. Yeah. You're, you're so right. <laughs> right? Like. Yeah. It's just, like, how <laughs> we've just kind of, like, developed as a yeah. society. And it just needs to be, like, it oh, just yeah. needs to be shifted. And I think as, like, millennials or whatever, we have, like, the power to kind of make a difference. Yeah, the potential right? to kind of yeah, change because, things like, around. I, like, Instagram is still relatively new. Yeah. Right? Like, I think I got it when I was in, like, grade 12, maybe. Yeah, it hasn't been around for that no, long. No, it's not. It hasn't. So I think, like, we have the power to, like, share more, like, educational posts as opposed yeah. to, like, more triggering posts. Right? Yeah. So, like, if everyone could just be more mindful of that, I think yeah. as a whole – in society, we can definitely overcome a those these. triggering yeah. events. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for coming on, Riley. Thanks for having I me. I think I had so much that fun. was a great conversation. I yes, think a lot of people will get a lot out of that. Hopefully. And I would definitely love to have you back yes, on Yes, absolutely. Again. I would love to. So thanks, guys, for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please shoot us a DM. I will put all of your inform all of Riley's information in the little like blurb. Um, so definitely go follow her because she posts all sorts of amazing things. She's just an amazing human, anyways. Thank you. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a little comment. Um, I know you can do that on Apple Podcast. And yeah, just have a great day, and we will see you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye.